Welcome to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. What's your train wreck? Everyone has one. The question is, are you going to live there or are you just visiting? Let's check in with Mary Fran and Kristen to learn how to come through not broken, but brilliant. resilient listeners. Thanks for tuning into another episode of the show. Before we dive into the super cool interview today, we wanted to welcome you to this special series of the Brilliantly Resilient Summer of Reading. We have had so many amazing guests on who are brilliant authors and who share their wisdom with you through their written words. And we wanted to find a way to promote them and give you some really awesome stuff to read. So we are doing the Summer of Reading giveaways. Woo! <laughs> if you head on over to brilliantlyresilient.net, you can get the sign up for the download. If you head over to Instagram, we're doing a whole big Insta promotion there. Every week we will be giving away one of the books. And this whole summer, we will be bringing these authors back to you to hear what their books are about and what they've been up to. You're going to love this list. I mean, we were blown away putting it together. We've got New York Times bestsellers, Wall Street Journal list toppers, the biggest awards in the different industries, those winners. Who knew? We know some brilliant people. And now you get to know them too and read their books. So like Mary Fran said, head on over to brilliantlyresilient.net, get the list and go to Instagram, follow at brilliantlyresilient. We'll see you all summer long. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Brilliantly Resilient Live. We have with us today, one of our favoritest people in the whole world. Our buddy, Lou Ann Kahn, who spent years as a reporter. If anybody had told me years ago that I would say Lou Ann Kahn is my buddy when I watched her on the news all the time, I would have been like, oh my gosh, really, really, really? <laughs> I love that. She is oh. my buddy now. And we are here to talk about her amazing book, I Dare Me, which is part of our Summer of Brilliantly Resilient Giveaways. So Lou Ann, thanks so much for joining us again. Sure. Mary, Frank, Kristen, thanks for having me back. I'm just so in awe of the brilliantly resilient movement and the podcast, and I, I'm honored to be back. Oh, we're so excited to have you. I mean, everything about you epitomizes what we talk about in terms of being brilliantly resilient. Well, you, you know, back at you, right? Because being resilient is so incredibly important. And, you know, it, it's true. Some people bounce back and, and, and they, they find their way and others like trying to figure out how do you get unstuck in your life or wherever you're at or whatever's happened to you. And so I love that you talk about this all the time in so many different ways. Well, let, let's, let's jump into this here because for those that can see the video, the cover of the book is right behind you. I, I love that. I love it. Now, yeah, wait, let me, let me make it easier. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what are you, what are you, I don't even know how to describe this for people listening on audio. What are you standing on in that lovely pose you're doing on here? You know, what's funny. This was just one of these crazy photo shoots. I'll tell you the story on this. Um, we had to come up with a cover and the, uh, publisher was a division of penguin said we should have you doing something that looks like a crazy dare and the first um whole we sent, spent a whole lot of time with me in a tutu a ballet tutu <laughs> right um which is not on the cover and 
what happened was, and then just at the last minute, they said, oh, we had all these different crazy props. And one of the dares I had done during my year first was skateboarding. And they said, oh, get on that longboard skateboard. And I had my heels on and I said, take the heels off. They said, no, even better. Just leave your heels on and get on that skateboard. And the funny thing was um, someone else had done a book cover in a ballet, some self-help book had come out that was pretty big with um, someone wearing a tutu, ballerina tutu in the middle of New York City. And they said, oh, shoot, we can't have you doing the same thing. So, wow. But it's so perfect. I mean, and totally. There there it is. Like, there it is. Isn't it funny how these on a skateboard these things happen like kind of by accident but when you look back at it you're like well that was clearly the cosmos you know organizing this whole thing totally right i i mean but you know i ended up loving the cover because i think it really uh gets right to it like get out there and do something you've never done before something crazy do something crazy I want to go back to something that you just said. You said something about people who are resilient and they bounce back. But here's the thing about that. It's not a one and done deal. Mm-hmm. Like just because you bounce back after something, Kristen mm-hmm. and I say this all the time. Yeah, we bounced back from our, our big major sucker punches of train wrecks. But this is a process that continues throughout your life. And you of all people have had to bounce back from like a zillion things. And then you finally get to this place where you think, okay, I've landed, I'm pretty good, it's all good. And then one day you wake up and you go, well, shoot, this isn't the way I wanted this to be. So that's where the book came from, right? Right, I mean, I had survived cancer twice, breast cancer, kidney cancer. I had survived having my entire large intestine removed for ulcerative colitis. So I had, I'd had all these catastrophic medical things that I had survived, you know, starting in my thirties. And, um, and then I, you know, surviving TV news is no easy (laughs) either. Just saying Um, that it was my entire career. It's a stressful, crazy job. And then here I was, I had survived. Um, I got to a place where I really loved at NBC 10. I'd been there for over two decades. I had an investigative unit that I loved. I loved the people I worked with. Everything was just super cool. I'd won eight Emmys. I mean, it was like, okay, like you said, Mary Fran, like I made it, I've survived. And then the economy tanked, technology changed Mm -hmm. all at the same time. And you know, what's interesting, not unlike what is happening now, Mm -hmm. This major seismic shift. Yeah, these that you have no choice but to deal with. Right. You know, it just came at all of us. Um, In 2009, I mean, some of your listeners might remember, you know, people lost their jobs, people lost their houses, uh, people were downsized, people, you know, it impacted so many people. Mm -hmm. Uh, My investigative unit was dismantled people that I loved that I had worked with with for over a decade were like hither and yon or left or laid off or downsized or something. I was so angry, you know, um, that, that all of this was happening. And I, and I could, you know, my managers were, Hey, we don't have money for this investigative unit right now. So you're going to have to do things differently. You're going to have to shoot your own video. You're going to have to edit your own video. We're going to throw you back out on the street doing general assignment report 
it's we where you're going to have to tweet you're going to have to Facebook. <laughs> it was like, remember this is 2009 and all that was new and I, I was like get the heck out of here I'm not doing that not and stubbornly did not want after surviving all that right and now I was like uh, I'm sorry I'm done yeah, I'm supposed to coast now. I lined all this up and let me coast, please. Yeah. And also, I think a lot of us will get to a point in our careers and our lives where we are like, I'm the expert. I, I know how this is supposed to go. And, and this Twitter stuff and this Facebook stuff, you know, please wake me up when it's over. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are there right now having this happen to them right now with this pandemic. It's not just the pandemic. It's, you know, an amazing amount of new technology is slapping us in the face right now. As we're learning, we're having to learn to do everything virtually. We've had to learn how to communicate completely differently. Um, The pandemic has forced that on us and forced us to do new things. So in in some ways, I feel like um, this journey that I went on was not unlike what maybe a lot of people are going through right now, getting stuck, saying, I don't want to change. I don't want to do these new things. So, yeah. right. And you might've been in your happiest place and then the pandemic happened. Yeah, like, but then what? people take, like, we encourage people to take one step. Hmm? You did a zillion. <laughs> yeah. 365. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So this is what happened. Um, And I still think it's a, I I believe in this. I truly do. And if you're listening to this and you're stuck and you, you feel like you hate everything that's going on around you and you just are trying to just close your eyes, stick your head in the sand, wait until things go back to the way things are. I'm telling you right now, they are not. Nope. We know that from experience. We're not going back. We're going forward. And what happened with me was my daughter who had graduated from college at the time back at the end of 2009, going into 2010, she came home from the, for the holidays from California. And she said, mom, oh my gosh, what is wrong with you? You're a two-time cancer survivor. Get your act together. Life is too precious to be as miserable as you are and as stuck as you are. And long story short, she convinced me that I had to do something new. And she really had to work on me. It wasn't like overnight. And I said, Whoa, that's a great idea. No, I did not. <laughs> she bugged me and bugged me and bugged me and said, you need to do something new and you need to blog about it and you need to write about it. You need to um, learn to shoot and edit and do these new things. And she started me off by doing, by creating a list. She said, make a list of every simple thing you've never done. And that is really a powerful first step. It was a very powerful first step. Here I was in my late 50s or mid 50s thinking, I've done everything. What, what's left? But, but it was really simple things. And, you know, you talk about, yes, sometimes one big dare, one big step can, can change everything. But what happened with me is I did 365, some big, some little Love it. dares. And over the year, 
I com it completely opened up my world. I did silly things sometimes, you know, I ate a scorpion, I walked my Ooh, dog backward, I learned a hula hoop, I, you know, I blew bubbles. I mean, I rode a, a what do you call the, the mechanical bull, I did a mud run. Um, you know, I, I planted my first herb garden, I, I, I baked my first cake from scratch, it didn't come out of a box. I mean, it didn't, here's the thing, it didn't matter what it was, and it didn't have to be relevant to my work or my wheelhouse. In fact, I think it was better that it, uh, that it wasn't. It was me practicing getting out of my comfort zone, taking risks again, and getting comfortable with that. So that every single day I knew I was going to take a risk, whether it was large or small. And it opened up everything. And I'm sure as you, you talk to people, you find that that's true. They do one thing, they do a lot of things, and all of a sudden they go, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know? yeah. And we're back. We're back with the living. We're unstuck again. And you know what? That ends up being the goal of all of this, to recognize that, okay, everything is not going to be your brilliance, but it's not supposed to be. It's about, you know, putting, your, putting yourself out there, exploring, trying different things, and just opening up yourself to possibilities. Because even though you may not be discovering a new brilliance, you're developing a new mindset and an attitude. And that is the key to everything else, you know, even about work stuff and all. And, you know, you may have found you're not necessarily a brilliant editor. You're not necessarily going to be brilliant. But if you can do that stuff well enough to get by, you build your team and all that. And, and it always ends up being OK. But it has to start with that living mindset that you said. Well, and, and back to your mission and your message. It makes you resilient mm -hmm. in times like these when you have to do new things. And, you know, I realize a lot of people, I think, get stuck because we think we need to be perfect and we think we everything, right? Everything we have to do has to be um, just so. And we're afraid to take risks because... We're afraid to look foolish. We're afraid we're not an expert. We're afraid we don't do it well. <laughs> that ship sailed for us a long time ago. <laughs> right? But, and one of the very important things I learned doing something new every single day was that I was, so what? I wasn't going to be perfect. In fact, most times when you do something for the very first time, you are not going to do it perfectly. It might be disastrous. I mean, think about this pandemic. This is, by the way, this is a great time to experiment and try new things because, hey, nobody knows what you're doing. Everything's experimenting. Right. Yeah. Right? This is a fabulous time to pivot, try new things because who's been through this before? So, you know, I mean, we've all had to reinvent the way we work. We've all had to reinvent the way we communicate. We've all had to reinvent the way we socialize. This is, um, and the people who will be most resilient and the people who will come out of this in the best way are okay with making mistakes, okay with taking risks, okay um, with just learning again and, and, and having an open mind and um, 
knowing they're going to discover, being okay with discovering, I'm good at this, I'm horrible at this, <laughs> you know, yeah. who cares? You know what, when my, when my um, divorce journey began, I use the word journey now, <laughs> five years later, I can <laughs> say journey. I was a, it was, it was a mess. I was a mess and whatever, but I started, I, the first thing I did with doing something new was take my kids to a different vacation spot because I just felt like we had to do something different because I just felt like their whole life was, there was this person missing. So if we did the same things that we always had done, they were focusing on the person missing as opposed to, you know, having a good time. So we just went, we always come to the Jersey shore. We went to Martha's Vineyard. Okay. It's a little sidebar. That's a great place to go and you need to rejuvenate. It was amazing. We had never been there before. We only spent five days and explored the island and did all new things. And it helped all of us reshift that, okay, this is going to be a new journey but there's fun out there to be at. Of course, we also got a heck of a lot of sand in the in my sunroof, putting paddle boards up on top. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that, but it gave all of us this whole new perspective on the journey ahead and gave us time to focus on learning about the new beaches and finding out about the different shops that we had never been to instead of being stuck in the mind of, oh my God, this is, this is new and we don't like it and this is hard. It was incredible. See, that was brilliant of you. And not only that, you know, one of the things I learned is whoever you do these first time experiences with, you bond with. So you took your whole family to a new environment. You did things together you had never done before, which also gave you this new bonding experience. Yeah. Which I'm sure you need it at that time. I mean, it's absolutely brilliant. And also, you know, so important to, you're right, to go to a different environment because the natural thing to do is go where you've always gone. Yeah. Every single day, we naturally will try to do things the same as the day before. Even if, it, if we're miserable, we will try to do the same thing yeah. we did before. I, you know, I, would t I, t I teach at Temple University. I'm the director of career services for the Klein College of Media and Communication. I go into all these classrooms. And um, sometimes in the middle of the semester, I'll tell everybody, all right, get up and change your seat. And they look at me <laughs> like I am the evil witch, you know, like, how dare you? This, this is my seat. Who told you that was your seat? You know, somewhere along the line, the, the way during the few weeks of the semester, they pick the seat and they keep sitting in it. And I think that's a good metaphor in a way for what we do in our lives. We resist change, mm -hmm. but our brains and our hearts and our souls actually love Yes, thanks. They crave it. They, they crave it. And I think when people start to do that, I think, as you said, it's, it's a fear. It's okay. I got my little spot now I'm safe here. But I think when they branch out a little bit, they realize they're not completely without their skill sets. They're things that, you know, that they do well. And Kristen and I talk about this transferable skills idea all the time. You're not going out there with nothing. You have a, a wealth, a huge toolbox of things that will help you to adjust to this new thing. But it's the idea of 
allowing yourself to just be open to, to learning, to experiencing. And that's the only way that we grow. And it's the only way we find our brilliance. You know, we, we really have to go out there and find ways to apply that to the world. Otherwise you're sitting on it and it, who's it doing any good for it, but you have to get out there and develop and create that mindset. It's an active process. It is. And, and I constantly have to remind my, so, you know, when you've had a steady diet of first time experiences, which I forced myself to do, I realized that there's this inner conversation going on in your head all the time. It's like, you know, when we first got into the pandemic and someone asked me to do a keynote in Mexico virtually, and I was like, yay. And then I was like, ah, no, 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 I, 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 I don't know how to do that. I, I, I mean, my, I, I literally thought. Said the woman who was on TV for how many decades? Right. But even but, you but freaked still, out. Yeah, yeah even still you freaked Because out. it wasn't exactly something that I had done before. There was part of me that was going, no, 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 no. And you really do, if you can put yourself on a steady diet of first time experiences that are, it can be meaningless. They can be simple. It doesn't, it can be, they can be fun. It can be play. You, you start to realize um, that you need to silence your no voice because you're missing so much. Yeah. Things that could happen in your life. Yeah. You know, if you don't say yes. So I have, and, and the experience of doing so many new things gives you the resilience and the ability to tell your no voice, sit down, sit down, <laughs> no voice. Because if you just say yes, you're going to experience something great. And even if you're not perfect, you're going to learn something. But that's what that journey of first taught me. Um, and, and I, I, again, I think if you can just practice that, you're right. It's intentional. Mm -hmm. I had to create a new career fair this year for hundreds of students and it had to be virtual. And I was like, oh, <laughs> no, I just got this thing where it's perfect. Like, I know what I'm doing. I've been doing it like four or five years. I finally got it exactly the way I want it. And then, you know. Boom. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there was a sharp learning curve for me. Of course, I'm going to resist that. I don't yeah. want to do that. I learned so much. We don't remember, clearly we don't remember, that we started in life knowing how to do virtually nothing. nothing. So we didn't know how to do anything. So we were never, no one is ever good at anything the first time. I mean, you know, we learn to walk, we get up, we fall down, we get up, we fall down, but we keep getting up and we develop those skills and we develop that resilience. And that's what Kristen and I talk about all the time. You have it, it's there. But if you don't practice it, as you said, it becomes that it's, it becomes, it goes to sleep. It goes to sleep. Yeah. And, and you're stuck thinking, unless everything is the way, you know, you're not going to be able to succeed. And <laughs> Kristen and I are like, oh, we don't know how to do it, but we'll try. What the heck? You know, we're just going to give it a shot. And you did this. You did this with your podcast. You know, you had one plan and you pivoted to another and look at you, you know, um, and I love it does help to have a buddy. 
Oh, it does. I really do. I, I, I it mean, does help to have a buddy. Thinking of going on a journey at first or trying new things, it really does help. Tell everybody who says you're crazy to just get out of the way and find the buddy who's who's going to dare with you. The crazy buddy. We we take turns pulling each other back from the edge. We're yeah. like, we'll have a day, and and I'll be like, ah, and she'll be okay, all right. Just you know, we've done this before, and and vice versa. And you do need. Because like you said, that inner no voice, boy, if you give it an opening, it is right back there. So you need to have that person. Well, and honestly, it doesn't even have to be, for people listening, it doesn't even have to be someone like, okay, start a new business together, start a podcast. I want a morning mastermind where it is simply, you say what your goals are for the day. And the next day they say, did you do that? And do you, what can I do to support you? Like just a group of people or in one other person that you can check in with. To keep pushing you forward because that no voice i mean in the in with mary fran and i the no's are like every week we're like do we really keep going with this are we really ridiculous and then it's like nope we're gonna keep going like we have to check each other's no voice push it out of the way and keep going and it, you're right it helps to have a buddy do it or a child that says get your act together right <laughs> exactly and, and they're I mean, brutally honest so she's not gonna let you sit on it you're you know your kids are they're gonna call you on stuff and thank, thank god your daughter did goodness. because Look at this book we have now. I know. Thank goodness. I mean, the truth is we are happier when our brain is like buzzing with new experiences and new things. And again, it doesn't have to be work-related. It could be work-related. It could just be fun. It could be just, my gosh, we don't play enough. We really, that was, that was the other thing I think I really learned. And I know everything's been so serious and hard and scary through the pandemic. And you're, and you know, you, if you're listening to this, you might go, I play, I've been like trying to teach my kids at home and keep my house together and keep my job going. But if we stop laughing, if we stop playing, we really do start losing the best part of ourselves in some way. We become very narrow in our personalities. Yeah. And, and you kind we of become grownups. Yeah. You, yeah. And you kind of have to have a child's mind to say, okay, I'll go do that. Um, it, it's, and, and when I started on this journey at first, I was no, not about play. I don't get it. I don't want to, this is stupid. I've got work to do. This is stupid. I don't understand how this is going to help me feel better. I, I really, that, 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 that was where I was at. And, and maybe you're listening to this and that's where you're at. And you're thinking, this sounds like the stupidest idea I ever heard. Like just make a list of simple things I've never done before. And I'm telling you, it, 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 it can be that simple. It's simple, but it's not easy. It's it simple. Is. Anyone can do it. And I'm telling you, I've heard from people all over the world now who've read my book, or saw me in an interview and they've shared their, exp- I'll tell you a story. Can I tell you a story? Tell us a story. <laughs> so recently I met this guy who owns, um, his name is Keith Baldwin and he's in the Philadelphia area and he owns, he's a part owner of a company that makes um, uh, awards, trophies. Uh-huh. Well, you can imagine that business was not essential and completely got shut down during the pandemic. And, and he has about 50 employees and they're not just employees. These are people he's known forever, you know, who've worked with him for decades. So they're, it's like family. 
And he said, um, during the pandemic, he had to call them all up and tell them business was done. He didn't know if he could ever hire them back. He was devastated. Now here's the, here's the crazy part. Before the pandemic, he had read my book and seen me speak and he decided he would go on his own journey of first. Starting in January of, what was it, 2020? I have to think about this. So he slipped on the streets of Philadelphia to see what it was like to be homeless. Yeah, he um, learned how to bow, tie a bow tie. He tried on his wife's heels. He, <laughs> he went to services at different kinds of churches, Ooh, a mosque cool. and a temple. He uh, took a flying lesson. So he, he went on this whole diet of first time experiences because he felt like he just wanted something different, new in his life. And then the pandemic hit and he had to call his people and tell them they didn't have a job. The same day that happened, someone called him and said, would you like to use all your employees to do a call center for um, COVID testing? We need a call center. Can you get these guys to do that instead of making trophies? He called all his people and he totally pivoted his company to do something else. And it kept everybody afloat. Wow. I mean, now the, the thing is he believes because he had been on this journey at first and had been experimenting with, you know, taking risk and trying new things that he had the ability now to say, yes, I, I will do this crazy thing. I will turn my trophy company into a call center. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. That's absolutely how he got the courage to do that. I mean, right? he, he felt like he had been and he could convince his employees to do it with him. Wow. He said, we can do this together. We can do this new thing together. So they all had to learn new things. Anyway, now their business is coming back now and they're starting to be able to make trophies, but they've come through it. Resilient. Yep. Better knowing that as a team, they could do new things together. That's cool. I think your whole journey, if you could sum it up, will give people the ability to say from that point forward, when they're, when they're doing this and they're having these new experiences, I'll figure it out. That's, yes. that's it. I'll figure it out because you do these new things and you figure yeah. stuff out. Well, I think the other thing is that by doing these new things, you gain courage. Mm -hmm. I got need, this. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the part that says, okay, I I've done this, 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 and this. I, I didn't fall down on my face. I didn't, you know, completely fall apart. <laughs> I could do this. That's amazing. It gives you courage. It does. It what, gives a great, you what a great word to, to land on as we have to wrap this up. The courage. It gives yeah. you that courage. And courage can take you to amazing places. Yeah. That's my, fa my favorite character in The Wizard of Oz, the cowardly lion, because he thinks he has no courage. And we all have it, but we have to practice it. And you give us an opportunity to do that. So.
For everybody who has not read I Dare Me and heard about Luann's amazing journey, you have got to, and my book is here, but as I said to you guys before we started, I've been shifting from room to room. I don't know where the heck it is. So thank you for holding your book up because I don't know where my copy is it's here. But for anyone who has not read that yet, um, please follow Luann and, and read about her amazing journey in I Dare Me. And you have a chance to win a copy of Luann's book. Signed. Signed copy. I already have it in my possession to send you. If you head on over to our Instagram page, there is a contest going on there for our summer of giveaways, and you can enter to win Luann's book. And I'm going to turn it over to Kristen, who always ends up well with me because I forget everything. <laughs> Definitely go check out Instagram for the contest. Our new, our new team member that we're going to introduce everybody to at the end of the summer is unbelievable with our Instagram feed and this contest and all the fun stuff. I'm like going to our Instagram to see all the fun stuff before I go to anything else. It's super <laughs> fun in this whole summer of giveaways. And if you want to see the rest of the reading list and the other books involved in the giveaway, go to brilliantlyresilient.net. Right on the homepage, you can download the resilient reading, summer of resilient reading list for all the authors like Luann are featured. Luann, thanks so much for being Luann, here. Luann, thanks for being what here. What a great idea to do this, the summer reading. It's fantastic. That's great. And and this is a good, this is like an easy beach read. Easy beach read. Plain That's what I love about it. <laughs> it's a great read. I like to think a lot in the summer. So this book is there you go. down here at the beach. Awesome. It's a great read. Thanks All so right, everybody. Time. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget about the Instagram contest. Check out Luann and we will see you next time on Brilliantly Resilient Live. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. Join our Facebook group and follow us on YouTube to be inspired with tools to reset, rise, and reveal your brilliance.